horses are at the gate. And they're off. Welcome to Winning Ponies. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, John Inglehart, racing's regular guy. All right. Well, welcome back to another edition of Winning Ponies. Happy to have you aboard. Yes, the Triple Crown Series is over, but racing is alive and well and will continue. And it is continuing overseas right now at Ascot in England. Uh, you can uh, get broadcast from a lot of different outlets. They've had beautiful days over there. Uh, of course, it's, uh, I guess it's akin to our Breeders' Cup. Uh, it's uh, really uh, just a fantastic days, week-long almost, uh, of, of racing and um so if you get a chance, uh, it all starts about 9 o'clock in the morning. Turn it on. There's going to be some great racing. Uh, you'll see a lot of outlets for the big lineups of the day. And hopefully we can get to that story a little bit later on. The uh, Belmont was, you know, kind of as predicted. And we actually, <laughs> betting with my head was uh, Mo Donegal. Betting with his money was Byron King. Betting with my heart was Rich Strike, who, uh, as you probably saw, spent most of the race kind of sunny, fighting Sonny Leone to try to get back down to the rail. According to Eric Reed, the trainer, those were his instructions. So Eric's kind of saying, that was on me. We want to make sure we didn't get trapped down. I know it wasn't a huge field, but we just thought he's got to get that closing kick and we'll be able to go around everybody and the best laid plans of mice and men. All right, John, uh, you'll get to talking about the Belmont Stakes with none other than Eric Wing, who's going to come on as our guest handicapper again. Uh, down the road, it'll happen before you blink, we'll be talking about the Haskell. And it is Haskell Preview Day at Monmouth Park, and it has brought out some big guns, uh, not much bigger on the afternoon card than Hot Rod Charlie, the $5 million earner who will be making his first start since running second in the Dubai World Cup. And that was back in March. We'll see if Doug O'Neill has him ready. I'm guessing he does. And uh, so Hot Rod Charlie will be the headliner. And Eric Wing, the uh, communications director for Horse Tourneys, will be discussing all things Belmont and Belmont Day, some of the standout plays, and some of the action that's going on horse players. Don't forget, folks, it's Father's Day weekend. Okay, it's only one day. We get it. But what a great present. It's like what do I get the guy that has everything or I don't know what size dad is. Well, how about one size fits all <laughs> and get him an entry fee into a horse tournament. So he can go to horseplayers.com. Eric will tell us about it. There's some great tourneys. And remember, you don't have to be a skillionaire to get in the tournament. So they got him at every level by dad some fun and then leave him alone for the afternoon with his racing form and and the tv there you go but that'll be coming up in, in the salvatore mile i will be talking I, again with eric wing about that and then 
Our second guest will be Dr. Mark Gill. It's the first time he's been on the show, and uh, he is operating a relatively new equine studies program uh, at Midway University. So Midway, Midway between what and what? Well, Midway between... I don't know, Lexington and Eastern Kentucky? I'm not sure. But uh, it's a beautiful uh, campus, and they've always had an equestrian program, but now it's branching out into an equine and sports management program. And Dr. Mark Gill is going to tell us about the program. And, hey, maybe you've been shopping around uh, to branch out in, in the business, or maybe you're looking for for that kid that's been sitting in the basement now for a year deciding what he's going to do after high school and say, hey, let's get you a job in the equine industry. Okay, so we've covered that. Also, uh, by the way, on the stakes calendar, and I checked with Eric, he says no sign of cancellations. As you know, there have been cancellations, particularly in the Midwest uh, with Belterra and Churchill Downs. But other stakes coming up this weekend, the grade three poker at Belmont Park. And then if you go out to Santa Anita on Saturday, it's the Santa Maria. And then on Sunday, you've got the San Juan Capistrano, a legendary race, and then the uh, Grade 3 American Stakes. So we do have other action on the board for you. Now, Irad Ortiz, who triumphs in the Belmont Stakes aboard Mo Donegal, no big surprise there. Of course, he had other uh, major races all over. Uh, he took the saddle on Bleecker Street for Chad Brown and the Grade 1 Stallion Stakes for Phillies and Mares and got the job done and then he gets the job up by Mo Donegal in the grade one Belmont Stakes and comes home impressively congratulations to Jerry Crawford Mike Repoli I know we've had Jerry uh, on the show as a guest before so congratulations to Irad Ortiz and oh too bad for our Irad Ortiz say what he just got a five-day ban for careless riding at Royal Ascot um, it, the violation occurred in the group two Queen Mary. He was riding Love Reigns, two-year-old trained by Wesley Ward, who broke quickly, took the advantage, according to their report, uh, and then, uh, about a furlong left travel, got headed and then kind of moved on over and drifted left shortly after the start, uh, kind of tightening things up for another horse, and they didn't take kindly to that over at Ascot. So uh, Irad will get five days over there after getting Jockey of the Week <laughs> across the uh, the ocean, shall we say. Uh, again, Ascot all week long. The big race today we're all looking for is can Stradivarius tie history with Yates in the Ascot Gold Cup. I mean, the thing is two and a half miles. It's grueling. He's already won it three times, and he had, uh, you know, he was there. He was waiting. He was ready to go, and Frankie DeTore, of all people, could not find a seam, could not find a hole. Kept looking, looking, looking. The horses were going on. Nobody was stopping to leave him a hole. And so uh, Cripios continues on. And by the time he got loose with Stradivarius on the far, far outside, it was too little, too late, and just couldn't get there. So uh, that 
was was a very very uh, tough beat uh, in in its own right. Uh, now, the other tough beat um, for <laughs> Iran Ortiz was in the King Stand, as Golden Pal has kind of become American sweetheart when uh, they ship over uh, this new star nature strip. Outbroke them, but so did the rest of the field. Um, uh, what we're understanding now is the they came out of the gate awkwardly, um, and usually he's out of there like a rocket, and then he began to fade. Well, I do believe we're finding out now that the saddle had slipped, and that was the reason for his lack of performance. Okay, so that was Royal Ascot. This week, it was Belmont, and I hope you were tuned in. Again, we'll get, we'll get more into the details of the, uh, the, the Belmont stakes with Eric, but we're going to go through the card because it was fantastic. Now, the, the first graded stakes of the day uh, was the Acorn Stakes, and at the gate, we lost our headliner. Last year's two-year-old champion, Echo Zulu, a combination of the veterinarian, I believe Joel Rosario said, check the horse out. Echo Zulu just didn't seem right. From what I understand, got back to the barn. Looked clean as far as initial x-rays are concerned, but Steve Asmussen is not going to take a chance with a champion. And she's been sent down to central Kentucky for a good look-me-over. Meanwhile, the horse looked to be her biggest channel. Challenger was a walkover in Metarea, but watch her, man. She won off by six and a quarter lengths. It was a good field. Then in the grade one, just a game, it was Regal Glory getting the jump on Speak of the Devil, who never ran a lick, the even money favorite, ended up running fourth, but it was Regal Glory and Jose Ortiz taking home the grade one just a game. <clears throat> then in the Brooklyn Stakes, it was Fearless who put in an amazing battle through the early part of the stretch, hold off all takers, and got the job done with Louis Saez, owned by Mike Rapoli, trained by Todd Pletcher. Ooh, they were going to have a good day. All right, then uh, let's see. We move down to the Woody Stevens Perhaps one of the most impressive races I've seen this year. I've already seen this horse this year. Jack Christopher, if he can stretch out to a mile and a quarter, it's going to get real interesting in the Traverse Stakes or the Haskell. So Jack Christopher uh, looking awfully good in the Woody Stevens. Uh, then we move on to, to Phillies and Mares and the Ogden Phipps. Clarier upset time heavily favored Latruska was where she was supposed to be and then the bottom just dropped out and Clarier upsets at about five to one taking over from Malafat to get the job done by a head it was an exciting stretch run and then of course the Jayapur stakes it was Casa Creed outdoing the favorite arrest me red Luis Saez having a good day he was aboard Casa Creed and then uh, we moved on to the Metropolitan Handicap another eyebrow raising e event in flight line, just absolutely took flight and got the job done 
in the Jaipur, if I am saying that correctly, <laughs> but it was just amazing. So uh, flight line, let me tell you, this is a horse you're going to want to see down the road. Let's see who he hooks up with coming down there. Then there was the Manhattan. They That went to Tribuvan and uh, trained by no other than Chad Brown. When do you get 19 to 1 on a Chad Brown horse? Well, only last Saturday at Belmont Park, upset the favorite Goofo. And again, coming up, we're going to talk more about the Belmont Stakes when we check in with horse tourney's Eric Wing. I'm John Engelhart, and you're listening to Winning Ponies. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Guys, with a lot of big racing right around the corner, you need a sports book with integrity and longevity like BetUS for all of your gambling needs. You may already know this, but BetUS has been pioneers in the sports book industry for almost three decades, thriving and paying their loyal customer base. With action on every sport across the world, we can pretty much guarantee that we got your game. So join now using Capital Ponies and get a big 125% deposit bonus up to $2,500. So play with the mainstay in the industry. Get your bets down with BetUS.com. You bet, you win, you get paid. But before you go to BetUS.com, you want to come over to WinningPonies.com and pull down your easy win forms. They're inexpensive, they're fast, and look on the site. You're going to see our results. We come up with some excellent plays every week, and the results are right there. So come on over to WinningPonies.com, get your easy win forms, and then get your action down at Bet. US.com. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Inglehart, racing's regular guy. The phone lines are open and are toll-free, 
1-866-472-5788 or send us an email at show at winningponies.com. John and our guests are looking forward to hearing from you. Have any tips or comments you'd like to share? Any questions we would be happy to answer? Contact us. Now, back to the show. Winning Ponies with John Inglehart. All right, and with us now, a friend of mine who's become a regular guest here on Running Ponies, Eric Wing, the communications director for HorseTourneys.com. And, you know, I get your newsletters, heck, maybe five times a day, Eric. You're a busy, busy man. And you sound like you're boarding a plane right now. I'm not sure why. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, Josh, everything okay on our end here? Does it sound windy to you? It does to me. Well, I'm, I am indoors, John, if that makes you right, feel any no, better. No, no, no. It, it went away, whatever it was. But anyhow, <laughs> okay. I'm, let me finish my compliment to you. Uh, he's one of the hardest working guys in, in the business. Uh, he loves handicapping. He loves wagering. And he loves to bring the game to other people. He gets a chance to do that through his position. And I, I thought the way I read uh, today's uh, – newsletter eric it was catchy because it reminded me and by the way i already plugged this at the top of the show what a great gift for dad one size fits all he doesn't have one you know this because it hasn't happened yet you get him an entry into a tournament this weekend huh oh then, gosh yeah and yeah, then get him if, a 12 if, pack um, of beer and leave him alone well uh, you know first of all the beauty of it if it is if uh, if you have someone in your life who's a horse player, um, even if they're not used to contests, that that in some ways that's like an even better gift. Like it, and, you know, nothing lost if you lose. If if somebody's buying it for you as a gift, and unlike you know, you could say, "Hey, Dad, I'll give you a day at the track," but the gift giver doesn't know. Geez. Did I just commit to twenty dollars, two hundred dollars, a thousand? At least with a contest, the outlay is is clear. The, the maximum outlay is, is is clearly stated up front. So you you could play a fifty dollar contest, a twenty dollar contest, uh, a five hundred dollar contest. Um, that that's a really nice gift. But um, uh, yeah, so there's that too. But it, it's. It's, um, I mean, we all love the paramutual side of it, but there are a certain smaller percentage of players who have discovered contests and love it to the degree that they rather play contests than play paramutual. Um, we're not saying that paramutual is no fun, far from it. <clears throat> we're just saying that for, there are people out there who love the, the contest experience as much or more than the paramutual experience, and that's where we come in, where people can enter for a predetermined amount of money. If you, if you go 0 for 12 and all 12 of your picks come in 10th, um, you still lose the same amount as you know, if you finish just outside the money. So it's a good way to limit losses and have a ton of fun, and if you win... It's a real ego kick to see your name on the leaderboard, that's for sure. 
And the money you'll save not driving to and from the track. Think of that bonus, you know. That's like a freeze day, free day of betting, depending on where you live these days. It's crazy. That's true, and the food and drink is free, I notice, when I play from home, even if I'm just playing on my <laughs> ADW account. But, but yeah, the, the, uh, the prices are more reasonable at, uh, when you just have to go to your fridge. Well, Eric, I'm not going to uh, go over your, your whole resume because it's an extensive one, but you're a guy that's got to see racing from a lot of different sides. Um, I, I think we came away, my feeling, and I want to get yours, is that we came away with a pretty darn exciting Triple Crown. Yeah, we didn't have a Triple Crown winner, but, I mean, let's face it. I mean, the the, the Rich Strike story is – one of the best stories racing's come along in a long time. And you've heard the term storybook made for TV. Well, damn if it ain't all true. So that in itself was a great story between the Reeds and Sonny Leone. Then, then the, the, the Preakness was kind of the fart in church of the three in that uh, it just didn't, you know, it was kind of like Chad comes in. Bing, bada, boom, you know, steals uh, the, the purse and... I'll, uh, I'll see you later this summer with early voting. Meanwhile, Epicenter, hats off to the, the horse. He's been knocking on the door <laughs> and just it's time to give him a rest and have him come back and, and develop. But so then in, in the Belmont Stakes, it was kind of cool in seeing, you know, Rapoli, who had the New York connect, uh, connections. And God knows, Jerry Crawford, uh, the peak representative of Donegal Stable, is sunk a lot of money into the business and for him to finally win an American classic was cool to see. So I thought it ended on a high note and hats off to Todd Pletcher to run one, two in an American classic with the second place finisher being a Philly, quite an accomplishment. So that's my step back. Look at the triple crown. I would now like to hear Eric wings. Yeah, I agree with you, John. I thought, uh, Taking it chronologically, the Rich Strike story was a real feel-good story, Cinderella story, however you want to call it. And it shouldn't be overlooked, you know, as we look back, that the Derby was won not just by a rank outsider, but, but an outsider who wasn't even in the race until 24 hours before. So, you know, when the, the entries came out on Monday, I think it was, you know, Rich Strike was that horse that you say, well, I don't have to study this horse's PPs. He's not going to be in the race. Look, you know, he's yeah. an AE. And then <laughs> I suppose this is a, a handicapping or betting lesson for us all, you know. Um, pay attention to the AEs when they draw in. Uh, this was a blatant example, but we've seen other horses like that, even in the Breeders' Cup with Order of Australia a couple of years ago, winning off at a big price off the AE list when people kind of assumed early on he wouldn't be in the race and then kind of didn't pay attention to him once he was in the race. Um, but it reminded me a little bit of the Mind That Bird in 2009, you know, uh, stay way back, um, and hot pace in front, and then the horses running over horses late, you know, um, kind of Sonny Leone doing uh, something of a slalom run on the inside as, as horses were stopping in his path, and he had to kind of circumnavigate that whole thing. Um, you know, it was 
a little disappointing, I suppose, that he didn't run back in the Preakness, but I think in hindsight, given the respectable but not eye-popping showing that the horse put in in the Belmont, I don't think anybody is sitting home thinking, ah, they really blew a chance to win the Preakness. I think they just... And I'm reading a lot into this. I think they knew they got a little lucky in the Derby, um, wanted to give a good showing the next time they ran against this level of competition, and probably made the right call. You know, everybody says, oh, we're going to listen to the horse. I don't know how much of that is real and how much of it is imagined, but it seemed like the right call. And then, yeah, in the Belmont, it seems like Todd Fletcher, when I was a kid, um, Woody Stevens was the man at Belmont, you know, five in a row. That speaks for itself. But you have almost Todd Fletcher kind of assuming that mantle. And like you say, he ran second uh, with the Philly Nest, who was second in the Kentucky Oaks. And, of course, you don't have to be that old to remember Rags to Riches in 2008. Yeah. Um, beating Curlin of all horses in the Belmont Stakes for Fletcher, and he's won some in between uh, then and now. So he, he's really, I guess, true to his uh, adopted New York roots, has really become a uh, kind of a, a Belmont specialist, and that race goes through him uh, these days at, at, in New York. Well, Eric... I, I, I love chatting with you, but I also uh, love your uh, selections and the races that we get on the chances we get to have you. So we got we got a bit of a headline. I know the, the Triple Crown's over, but a pretty cool headline down the road uh, from you uh, at Monmouth Park in a race that I keep thinking is run at Santa Anita, the Salvatore Mile. Why does that sound like it's a West Coast race? It just does. But uh, anyhow, he's, he's going to be turning back to a mile, a distance that Hot Rod Charlie hasn't run since he broke his maiden back in October 2020. But, uh, and hasn't been out since Dubai. Will there be the Dubai bounce? I don't know. No bullet works, but, you know, Doug O'Neill doesn't train like Bob Baffert. Uh, Meanwhile, you, you got horses with a couple tighteners under their belt. Cheryl Spite and Mind Control aren't just going to open up the gates and say, go have it, Hot Rod Charlie. Yeah, you know, they, they're running four races, the stakes in a row at Monmouth. To me, the, the Salvatore is the least interesting from a betting standpoint of the four. I, I, I mean, I don't know how you bet against Hot Rod Charlie in this race. So the choice becomes, do I bet on him? Do I look for an exactor or do I pass the race? Um, Shoal Spite seems like a turf horse in a dirt race to me, so um, I don't. you can have him. Um, to me, the two semi-logical horses underneath Hot Rod Charlie would be number five, Helium, who, speaking of the Derby, Helium was eighth out of 19 in the, in the 2021 Derby, won by Medina Spirit. But he gets in light. Uh, mind control is probably classier than these other than Hot Rod Charlie and has shown <clears throat> two-turn propensity, which took some as a surprise um, until it actually happened because he had been considered a sprinter before that. But um, it's one of those, like, if, if, if Hot Rod Charlie doesn't roll, and, and this horse did it should be noted, did finish first in the Haskell last year at Monmouth, now got DQ'd to last for right. for um, the incident uh, in mid-stretch where a, a horse went down. 
But, um, you know, it, it seems like it's Hot Rod Charlie's race to lose, and Mike Smith is in for the ride seemingly just for that horse. So um, I, I'm excited to see him run. I'm not excited necessarily to bet that race. All right. Well, well stated. Well, uh, it, it looks like the, the race preceding that is where, uh, I don't know, you, you might find a price horse because I had a very hard time ferreting out a, uh, a colt in the mile and an eighth turf, the Monmouth. It's a grade three. They're, again, a mile and an eighth. So um yeah, I looked down and I noticed that, you know, well, Chad Brown's not too far away. He's shipping up. He's going to be dangerous. I noticed Johnny V's coming in to ride his other horse, uh, Public Sector, uh, who normally has I read, I read Ortiz in the saddle. Uh, but those aren't huge standouts to me, Eric. Uh, did your magic handicapping pen find something in here? Yeah, this is a terrific race, and it's also like a terrific contest race. Um, We've got this race in all the horse tourneys featured schedules, uh, whereas we did not use the Salvatore Mile in our features um, with the seven horses and a heavy favorite. But this is is like the the quintessential contest race, big field, no obvious favorite. I'm going to mention two horses. Okay. One of them, to me, the most likely winner by far in the race is public sector um, for Chad Brown, who's the second choice on the morning line at 7-2. to two. He's got a very powerful angle that uh, has connected with several horses, perhaps most notably Tribhuvan in the, in the um, Joe Hirsch turf, or what, 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 the Manhattan, excuse me, the race before the Belmont Stakes. Horses throwing a dud on Derby weekend over a soft, uh, unestablished grass course, which has since been um, put on sabbatical um, until sometime in July. Horses have routinely been running poorly on that course and then coming back to fire big, and public sector really fits that little recent angle to a T. Um, John Velasquez, uh, if the horse is really the second choice, um, I, I think he's worth the bet. The other horse I think is very interesting on the far outside at 20 to 1 on the uh, early line is Moe's, M-O-H-S. Um, this horse made a premature move last time under Jairo Rendon, who some may not know, but he's an excellent grass rider. The horse may just have been a little too keen off the layoff, making his 2020 two debut. I think the bad post may help him in terms of forcing horse and rider to sit back and relax a little bit more. Um, so I like public sector to win and I like Mose to kind of be somewhere on the ticket underneath at a big price. Folks, we're talking with Eric Wing from Horse Tourneys, but I have been by this man's side when on live television he picked a forty-eight dollar, no, forty to one shot to win, and in fact it did. So don't be uh, so quick to just put a line through Moe's. Well, uh, let's go back uh, to uh, another horse that'll be involved, uh, another race that'll be involved in that pick four if you decide to play it with Hot Rod Charlie as your anchor, and uh, that is the Eaton Town. And again, I guess Chad Brown figured, well, I already got a night. Nice eight-horse van. I might as well fill it up. And he's bringing in both Lamista 
and Princess Grace. Eric, I'm a fan of Princess Grace. You know, if you take a look at, at what she does when she comes off a rest, Saturday could be her day. Yeah, um, Princess Grace is, is one of two trained by Michael Stidham, along with uh, Alms, the four horse, whereas Brown has um, Fluffy Socks, who's going to attract a lot of support um, off the second-place finish to Bleecker Street, who came back and, and ran big on Belmont weekend. Um, Lamista, I'm down on, John, and I may be talking her into the winner circle, but I watched her last race very carefully. Stablemate Rougier won that. Lamista just looked a little underwhelming. Now, Brown's horses sometimes come a cropper. You know, when he's got multiple ones in a race, one comes a cropper and the other fires big, and maybe it's Lamista's turn this week, but I'd have a tough time betting her off her effort in the Bogey. I do like the two Stidham horses. I think I think Alms is the fastest horse in the race, and kind of an interesting reunion, not between horse and rider, but between rider and racetrack, and Joe Bravo coming back to ride at Monmouth in, on this horse in this race. Um, he kind of left in a huff because he didn't want to do the whipless uh, racing last year. Now you, now you can uh, encourage your horse, uh, shall we say, uh, at Monmouth legally. But I think um, he's kind of got the style, you know, close, not on the lead, but up close that works well at Monmouth. And I think Princess Grace is kind of my the other one who's also very fast, also for Stidham. You have to figure they won't get in each other's way. Um, and, and like I said, fluffy socks will attract attention, and legitimately so for a, a good second to Bleecker Street, who's uh, an undefeated 7-for-7 seven seven in her career. All right, well, Eric... You are always full of, of fantastic insights. Now, again, we uh, you, we spoke about the world's greatest uh, Father's Day present. Now, uh, and you said it can happen at all different kind of, of levels. Now, you know, like, okay, you know, listen to John and Eric. That, that makes sense. Um, before we cut... To commercial, I just want to remind everybody, if they're going to get Dad a present, they don't know uh, exactly, you know, wh- which one to go to, where do they go to find the menu? Do they go to horsetourneys.com? Will I find it if I go there? Yes, you can just go to horsetourneys.com and click on how to play, and it'll tell you all about how to fund your account. You can use a credit card. You can... Uh, do an ACH tied into your checking account, which, you know, at one when the first time I did it, I can't remember, 10 years ago it gave me pause, but it's really de rigueur, you know, it's, it's commonplace and it's ultra secure. Um, and uh, you, you can do that and, and have your account funded in literally minutes, if, if not, you know, one minute. And you can be in action, and you can play, you know, we call them pick and praise, where you put all your picks in before the first contest race, or you can play live format games where you kind of pick, make your pick as, as right up until post time, if you want, of each race. Um, whatever you like, depending on the prize you're shooting for, whether it's cash or a seat to a big tournament like the NHC or the BCBC or the Bond Surf Showdown or whatever, Keeneland, um, you can do it. it. There's a lot of options. 
one of the beauties of horse tourneys is it's, you know, when you go to a casino and it's kind of a rinky-dink poker room and there's like two tables filled <laughs> and you kind of got to play what they, what they're, what can fill. Horse tourneys is the opposite of that. We have, we're, we're blessed by a robust player pool and our games large, pretty much fill. And we've got, it's like a, it's like going into a restaurant or a diner with a gigantic menu but everything is fresh and hot you know so so that that that's i i will brag in that aspect we've got outstanding selection at every uh, to fit every budget and and sensibility well i hope that daughter of yours buys dad a real good gift over the weekend whether it be a contest or a grill that's what my kids do they buy me a grill and say okay dad the meat's in the refrigerator make <laughs> make the food for us <laughs> oh well eric wing it's always great catching up with you thanks so much uh appreciate having you on appreciate you telling all our people that want to maybe try out a horse tourney over father's day to give it a shot greatly appreciate you being on eric Always my pleasure, John. Thanks for having me on. All right. That was my main man, Eric Wing. We're going to take a little bit of a break here. And when we come back, we're going to go to the doctor. That's right. It's Dr. Gill is going to meet with us after this break. You're listening to Winning Ponies. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of the Easy Win Form, the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. Guys, with a lot of big racing right around the corner, you need a sports book with integrity and longevity like BetUS for all of your gambling needs. You may already know this, but BetUS has been pioneers in the sports book industry for almost three decades, thriving and paying their loyal customer base. With action on every sport across the world, we can pretty much guarantee that we got your game. So join now using Capital Ponies and get a big 125% deposit bonus up to 2500 So play with the mainstay in the industry. Get your bets down with BetUS.com. You bet, you win, you get paid. But before you go to BetUS.com, you want to come over to WinningPonies.com and pull down your easy win forms. They're inexpensive, they're fast, and look on the site. You're going to see our results. We come up with some excellent plays every week, and the results are right there. So come on over to WinningPonies.com, get your easy win forms, and then get your action down at BetUS.com. 
Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Englehart, racing's regular guy. The phone lines are open and are toll-free, 1-866-472-5788, or send us an email at show at winningponies.com. John and our guests are looking forward to hearing from you. Have any tips or comments you'd like to share? Any questions we would be happy to answer? Contact us. Now, back to the show. Winning Ponies with John Inglehart. All right, glad to have you back. We got a first-time starter in this segment right now. His name is Dr. Mark Gill. Uh, I was going around the uh, Interverse uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I saw about this uh, uh, equine sports management program at Midway University. Now, uh, I haven't been to Midway much, but I, re- I remember one time I-, I was in a shop in Midway. They've got this beautiful little main street, and it was uh, they sold Irish things. And I look out the shop. I can show you a photo if you don't believe me. And there was a headless horseman riding by the front window of the store I was in in Midway, Kentucky. So I turned to the owner, and I said, what the hell was just that? You go, Probably something they're doing up at Midway University. I don't know. So, Dr. Mark Gill, welcome to the program. What was I witnessing when I looked out that window in Midway? Uh, You were probably witnessing our uh, annual Halloween parade where our equine students dress up both themselves and their horses. Uh, We parade through campus, through the community, and then end up at the elementary school. That's about a stone's throw away from where you were and then introduce the horses uh, to the kids on campus and the kids at the elementary school to the horses in our herd on campus. Well, That's an uh, event we call Stump. I'm, 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 I'm glad that was it because initially it was a shock. Luckily, I had my camera around my neck, and I – I pulled it up, and I've got this horse going by the front store of this shop. It's fantastic. My, my friends all do a double take. They're going, what was that? <laughs> but anyhow, Dr. Mark Gill, I digress. I, I've uh, – enjoyed uh, taking a tour uh, through Midway University. I know it's been around since 1847. Uh, It started out as the Kentucky Female Orphan School and then has kind of grown in prestige over the years. And uh, now it's kind of, it's grown. It it, it must be Dr. Mark Gill because since he's been the dean of the School of Business, uh, after getting his PhD from Arizona State University, uh, the program has seven new programs launched 10 faculty positions a 63 percent growth in a enrollment and a new equine barn i mean i hope you get the number one employee parking space every day dr mark gill 
Well, a lot of that's due to the great faculty that we have on campus. Um, and it's really been, it's been a remarkable period of time at the university as we've gone from really a struggling school to under the leadership of our president, Dr. John Mars, and really turning things around, changing the dynamics, the culture at the university, really setting us off on a uh, growth trajectory where, uh, unlike a lot of private schools have really struggled with enrollment, and enrollment is what pays most of our bills. Um, we've, we've enjoyed year-over-year growth for about the past five years, and that's enabled us to do things like add new faculty, add new programs. We've had five building projects that have taken place on campus, all paid for in advance before we started the project. So we've incurred no new debt. And, and during this time, we've been able to keep our tuition low. In fact, we've reduced tuition in some of our programs. Uh, all the others we've been able to hold constant. So we're really one of the lowest-cost universities in the area as, as a result of the growth that's been happening on our campus. All right, well, we're talking about Midway University, and what you've got to understand is that while they've broadened its educational program with degree in equine studies, they, the campus is actually located uh, and has a working horse farm in it. Uh, Dr. Gill, can you kind of explain that to us? Is it part of your equine program? Is that separate? And that's the equestrian athleticism slash eventing, because I know you have a, a couple teams that compete. Um, tell us about the horse farm, and uh, do the people in your program get exposed to that? Uh, yes. So we have, we have now five different equine programs or opportunities at Midway. Um, we have three on-campus undergraduate degrees. Uh, we have the new online degree, which is what you saw online and we're talking about today. We also have an MBA with an equine concentration in it. And all of our students uh, that are in our on-campus programs have the opportunity to work on our farm. In fact, they provide uh, not only the, the workers as grooms that are out on the farms you know, throughout the year taking care of the horses. We have 34 horses in our herd, uh, about 180-acre campus, 160 of which is the working horse farm. A student can roll out of their dorm room and be in a barn in two or three minutes, and that makes us one of the only schools in the country that has the farm as a part of a campus. Most equine universities, you get in a car, and you drive off campus to go to the farm and work. So having, having that as a part of the student experience really allows them to be involved in every part. Um, we know that the equine industry really demands a high uh, level of work ethic from their employees, and so we try to impart that experience to students right at the very beginning of their experience. And our traditional undergraduate students will be in the barn at 7 a.m., first week of classes, and they'll be there all throughout their freshman year taking care of our horses. They'll be back in the afternoon, again, bringing the, you know, taking care of the horses, turning them out for the evening, and then they'll be brought back in again the next morning. Our faculty are involved with the students and oversee those learning opportunities that happen both morning and afternoon. So everything we do on our farm is much like a teaching hospital is designed to train future doctors, we look at our farm as a teaching farm, and we want to engage our students in becoming equine professionals uh, in, in all different areas of the industry. And so 
we try to engage them in that work right from the very beginning. Uh, so the farm is really an integral part to our student experience, um, as well as we have the two competitive teams. We have a Western team and a hunt seat team that compete in the IHSA, the Intercollegiate Horse Show Association. And while we're a relatively small school, uh, 1,800 students total, we'll compete against University of Kentucky, University of Cincinnati, University of Louisville, um, and, and compete evenly with them. In fact, our Western team is the uh, regional champions, defeating all of those schools and went on to play sixth in the country this past year. Well, Doctor, I'm too old and, and heavy to, to do any equestrian eventing, but I am let's say interested in getting into the horse business at some level what would you say the highest percentage of people that come out of and and we have to note that it it is part of your school of business um what would they go into would they become bloodstock agents would they become uh, managers would they be in charge of uh, brood mares would they handle matings it sounds to me like if they're coming out of there with, with a business uh, degree in addition to their equine and sports management uh, that there might be specifics in which they go to uh, where do you see the students that leave your program ending up so we end up in a number of different areas, and, and we're very fortunate in central Kentucky where we're located. We're in the heart of thoroughbred country. You can't drive to our campus without passing um, you know, some of the most major horse farms that are really in the world, and, and they have operations in central Kentucky, and all of them very close to our campus. Uh, we're within a 10-minute drive uh, if you drove slowly. And to look at the scenery, uh, you could be at Coolmore, at several of the Godolphin farms, uh, at Three Chimneys, which had a horse born there that just won the Preakness. Um, you could be at Lane's Inn, which is just around the corner from the school, and, and a number of others. Uh, Margot Farms is right nearby. And so we have really a lot of thoroughbred activity that happens right around our campus, which really creates a lot of opportunities for our students. So those that are interested in farm management have opportunities. And and a lot of times they'll start out as a groom when they go onto a farm, but they have the Mm -hmm. ability to quickly work their way up into more of a, a, you know, a barn manager position, a broodmare manager. Uh, The farms have worked with our program and with our students to give them a lot of different hands-on experiences outside of what we do on our own campus. And so that's created a lot of opportunities for students and, and we have graduates working at each of, each of the farms that I mentioned. Um, we also have a group of students, and, and this is one of the unique offerings at Midway. Uh, we, we train our students in equine rehab, and so we have students that will go to work as rehab practitioners. And some will work with vet practices and, and with vets doing the rehab work for them. Others will go out on their own and do rehab-related activity. And the third group of our undergraduate uh, on-campus students will uh, do a focus in equine science. And so they may go on to vet school or to graduate school in animal science. The new program that we're launching this fall is the one that's really focused in the business side of equine. So since since you're not going to get up at 7 and come to work on our farm, this may be of greater interest to you, John. This is our fully online equine degree, and it's focused Uh on 
really equine business and sales. And so one of the, we try to create programs that take advantage of the unique professional opportunities in our area. And one of the things that we, we do well and do a lot of in this part of Kentucky is, uh, you know, thoroughbred auctions between Fasig Tipton and Keeneland, both of which are within a you know, 10, 15 minute drive from our campus. Um, we have a number of the you know, largest horse auctions that take place in the world. And so we have the opportunity, our faculty, as well as uh, students that are in our online program to interact with those organizations and really to learn the sales side of, of really buying and selling a horse. Kind of both sides of that equation is the goal of our new online program. So the graduates of that degree we see going on into roles as bloodstock agents, working for one of the auctions, working for a farm in sale prep and helping them get their horses ready to be sold. Uh, you know, might be selling uh, uh, stallions when they're, or selling opportunities to mate with the stallion that they have on their farm. So students that will graduate with the business and sales degree will really have an understanding of the buying and selling of horse, not just the thoroughbred industry, uh, but certainly that'll be one of our prime areas of focus, given our proximity and just the amount of thoroughbred activity that's right in our backyard. Well, it's it, it, it's it's unbelievable. Now, d- d- it, it, it's fantastic. So I could get a degree sitting in Cincinnati, Ohio, without having to make the trek down there. Now, after I have my degree, what would your suggestion be for me? taking the next step to try to get, I, I mean, you talked to, I'm not going to mention what farm, but one of the farms you drove by today, the stallion manager was an assistant trainer in Ohio. Okay. And now he's a stallion manager at the creme de la creme. What, what advice do you give to students though they have a uh, <clears throat> concentration on business and sales? What, what, advice you give them or do you have a, a kind of a underground railroad for job placement or anything like that uh, through Midway? So one of the things that I've discovered in this past year is that the equine industry across the country is facing really a shortage of uh, a workforce. Um, we have we have really a, a challenge in front of us to continue to develop enough workers and it's not just entry-level jobs like being a groom, but we see it in the, in, in the sales side and pharmaceuticals and feed companies and uh, vets and enough vet techs. Really, all across the equine industry, we have a labor shortage right now. And, and part of our goal is to connect our students with the organizations that are looking to bring people in and bring people onto their workforce. And while we're located in central Kentucky, and we certainly have developed a lot of relationships with farms that are in our area and vet practices that are in, it, in our area, and there's some of the, you know, there's some of the names that people would recognize outside of this uh, area as well. But we've also made connections, and we have graduates of our program that have gone back home to the communities they came from. Our, our program... Uh, 70% of the students come from outside of Kentucky, and so those students, as, as they have graduated, have gone back to work in New York and Florida and South Carolina and California and Texas, and we have international students that have come 
and been a part of our program and then gone back home afterwards. And that then becomes part of our network Dr. for helping Mark graduates Gill. find positions. Dr. Mark Gill from Midway University, I'm going to have to call you back because this sounds like a, a something we could follow up on as far as, you know, digging up some of the success stories that come through Midway University. But thanks so much for joining us tonight. And maybe we uh, got some interest peaked out there. I wish you nothing but the best, Dr. Gill. And I want to thank Eric Wang again. Looking for something for Dad for, for uh, Father's Day? Why don't you enter him in a contest right through horse tourneys? And uh, I want to thank you for listening and remind you to remind all your friends, hey, you missed some really good information on Winning Ponies this week. Don't forget, it's on podcast all the time. Thanks again for listening to Winning Ponies. I'm John Engelhart. May all your photo finishes be winning ones. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. We hope the information from today's show will benefit you at the next post. Join us for more insight next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Also, look for our weekly newsletter. Have a great week, and may your photos always be winners. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America.